0: Minasan san konnichiwa! Steven Spielberg des. <laughs> Hi, this is Patrick Macias welcoming you to episode 68 of the Pure Tokyo Scope podcast, and I'm Matt Alt, feeling extremely cheated and deflated because I I was lured into this thinking I would be on with Steven Spielberg. West Side Story two doesn't come out until next summer, Matt. <laughs> Japanese speaking Steven Spielberg. It's what I was promised, and uh, I'm just I'm going to sign off now. I you know. Wait, isn't the new one Minasan Gareth Edwards' death? Gojira minus one. Sugoku Ega. Oh, all my Japanese speaking heroes. Uh, Where would I be without them? Where would I be without you, Patrick? That's the real question. No, I think we'd still be wandering around with a digital recorder bumping into the walls at <laughs> Nakano Broadway. I remember those days like they were yesterday, back before podcasting was a thing. Know how wrong you are, Matt. Actually, I've been podcasting since 2005 in one form or another. Pure Tokyo Scope is my third rodeo, as they say. In the beginning, there was hot tears of shame, Matt. Yes. podcast with you and me and uh, a little digital recorder. It was mostly feel- Recordings. It was down and funky. I thought it might be fun just to look back on those thrilling days of yesteryear and uh, look back at the smiles we gave to one another, the way we were, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I am really curious. What exactly? You know, you you hinted to me that we would be revisiting a dark. A dark day in our past. What do we have on the menu for our revisiting of times have gone by? Well, back before nuisance streaming and vigilante <laughs> streaming was a viable option to make money, we had to physically sell our goods at the Mondarake store in Nakano Broadway. Right. And this time, both of us are selling things. And I was thinking, you know, the thing that's changed the most about Mondarake and Nakano Broadway are the sheer amount of foreigners who visit these places. Not just not just visiting, but working, you know? Like, a lot of the staff is foreign now, too. That's true. So I think, like, the final frontier will be when it's all foreigners selling stuff <laughs> in Mondarake at Nakano Broadway. Because that's one thing you don't see very often. I, I'd i like to think we were, we were pioneers in that sense, yes. Ahead of the curve? To get ripped off for like very little money by bringing in big ticket items. I wonder if this recording we're about to hear is the last time I actually sold anything there. I mean, Mandarake is great, but it's, you know, as as is always the case, when you take it to them, you get a lower price than you would if you went through all the effort of auctioning it yourself. Unless you flip out, unless you have like (sighs) a flip out there in front of the counter and start screaming and crying and holding your breath. Oh, I think they have measures in place for that. Is it like Disney World? If you have a heart attack or something, they drag you down through like a manhole so, like, you know, they can declare you dead off the Disney campus so nobody's ever died on there? I'm hoping for just bear spray or something (laughs) like that, like right in the eyes. Or at least airsoft guns. They can, like, spray you with airsoft BBs. They'll make you eat an old box of C-3PO cereal from 1983. Now, it's here. The excitement, the adventure of a new force at breakfast. We'll call them C-3PO's. New C-3PO cereal from Kellogg's. Twin rings, phased together. For two crunches in every double O. A delicious part of this nutritious breakfast. Now you Ooh. can experience the taste of Kellogg's C-3PO. A crunchy new force at breakfast. May the force be with you. So what year what year was this recorded in? This was the year of our Lord 2009 when we wow. didn't quite know what was ahead of us, Matt, in terms of global health pandemics, in terms of social media. We were just babes in the woods, Matt, almost 15 years ago. Can you believe it? Listening to these recordings, it's clear that like nothing has changed, Matt. Neither you or I have like improved as human beings at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I like to think that you know with age comes wisdom, but I guess that's not the case, huh? Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> the end, never wisdom, never getting any better. Just, just a slow, steady decline into decrepitude with a lot of references to 80s rap, anime shows... Gundam plastic models, Yamato plastic models. But that might not always be the case. I think one thing has increased, and that's the prices at Mandarage, yeah. at the Japanese toy collector stores. Do you get more money for selling stuff at these places now, too? I, you know, I, I don't think the amount of money... Well, yes, you have in the sense that I think if you have something rare, they're paying more for it now than they did 15 years ago, because if they didn't raise their prices, just even the laziest of people like myself would just take their stuff to you know auction instead of taking it there but the amount of competition over stuff has just gone through the stratosphere. You know, when I was when I was a kid, you know, anime toys and like Gundam models and stuff was it was it was totally obscure. And now, you know, anime merchandise is a thing, especially among kind of middle-aged people who have the money to buy this stuff. So the prices on things like, they were already starting to go up in 2009. They're, they're through the roof on certain genres of, of product now. But oh, to go back in time and take advantage of whatever small discount you might've gotten. If only we could have stockpiled a bunch of Star Wars, the Phantom Menace action figures, and then hid them away somewhere. Think of how rich we'd be right now. You know, I actually, I was in a far-flung section of Japan, not that far-flung, Tochigi Prefecture, which is about an hour and a half, two hours away from Tokyo. And I found an old Japanese toy store that was like still in business. And up on their second floor, they had just piles of of old Star Wars figures from the 90s. And I was like, wow, I feel bad for anybody who collected these, thinking that they would make a lot of money off this stuff. I like to think of the 90s as that kind of event horizon when everybody started to realize that just simply hoarding some piece of pop cultural ephemera wouldn't result in you getting rich down the line because so much junk is produced at any given time period. You know what I mean? But now everyone switched to crypto and NFTs and there's a new millionaire about every 30 seconds now, right? Pokemon cards, Patrick. That's the future. That's where you should be. No NFTs, no mutual funds, no government bonds, just Pokemon cards. That's where the future is. I learned that from a movie called The Graduate that was filmed in 1960, something or another. That makes sense to me. Okay, so let's take a trip down memory lane via this recording of me and Matt selling our crap at Mondorake in the year 2009. we love so and the cruiser which is called Yamato! for the light oh the soul of be we will feed us by our might and make the future bright We'll return another day for we cannot stay away from the friends we're left behind from the race of humankind. We know the Milky Way, perching on for this thunder. Save the Earth of each dragon foe. Hello, space cruiser, Yamato. <sighs> OK, Matt, I don't know quite how to begin this one this time, so I'll let you take the lead. We're about to swim through the sky. We're about to fly through the sea. With uh, your incredible... What scale is it? A one. I have, I have a one three fiftieth scale Yamato, which is in a box the size of a child's coffin. And The yeah. box is actually the size of a kindergartner. I know this because there were kindergartners standing next to me gawking at it on the train. I'm, like, dragging it behind me, like like I'm going to Mount Golgotha. They're going to erect this and crucify me on it. Um... And we're going to be selling it at Nakano Broadway, along with a few other items. And and why, in fact, are you selling such an an amazing item of such miraculous proportions? Well, because Steve Harrison says it's not the real anime version. Oh, wait. There's a boycott on Steve Harrison jokes until the new Yamada movie comes out in in December. So, Okay, cut, cut. Uh, The real reason is because I don't have any room in my goddamn house. I mean, this box is huge. It's the size of a refrigerator. It's giant. it's huge. What if Captain Avatar had sold the Yamato, well, you know, like at the last minute before the mission to Iskandar began? It's taking up too much room in my living room. As, as amazing as this kit is, it's actually one of two that I own, and I'm just getting rid of an extra. That's why. Okay. And I dug through my uh, closet, literally, and found some skeletons and a few chogokins that I just would rather not, you know, have in there collecting dust anymore. Yes, because you are a roe beast, and those things are like your kryptonite, Right? Right? Going on here. Something like that, um, and then we're just going to go to Uniqlo and buy some really cheap jeans. Well, let's right. describe what's going on. Here. We're walking down Nakano Broadway. We are walking down the. It's kind of like the birth canal of otaku uh, uh, lore here in Japan. It's a large. We're walking through the the main cannon of the undulation gun. <laughs> it's, it's on the, our way to the third bridge. The grand cannon. This is this is a large shopping arcade beset on all sides by utterly normal establishments until we get to the very end. When we reach the mother lode, which is Patrick, uh, Mandarake, knocking a Broadway, yeah. and knocking a Broadway with Mandarake inside. and they'll be very glad to see us because it was almost a week to the day when we last were there. Yes, pawning our goods. Well, actually, what we're walking on right now isn't on a Broadway. This is knocking a Sun Mall, yeah. the Sun Mall. Uh, we're right in front of Fashion House Stock. Uh, Don't forget the cozy corner, an Patrick. An there's there's a very famous McDonald's here. We're coming up on the left with an actual one one scale Ronald McDonald. What is that worth on the open market? And then here's the great, where's the liquor store that has Old Crow on display in the window out front? Like it's something imported and special. I think it's still on the bottom shelf, though. I think contractually they, they insist that it be on the bottom shelf at all times. This this, this sun malt used to be really famous because there was a uh, murder here. A UFO catcher machine where you could catch live lobsters yes, out of it. Yes, yes. I've only seen one of those before, and I think that was in Kita Senju. And it's not worth the trip, let me tell you. Geez, if only we could blog about that, Patrick. Oh, gosh. Uh, in the meantime, what do you estimate you're going to get for this beast? What is uh, retail for the Yamado? Retail? Well, I'll tell you, in the States, it's like a $600 piece because it costs so much to ship. In Japan, I think retail was 50,000 yen, fi- almost well, it's more than 500 bucks now. But now it's like on sale for like 40,000 yen in a lot of places. So like, if I get anything over 15,000 yen, I'll be happy. But it's like, it's literally, this is like such a fucking albatross. It is my white elephant. It is huge. There's no room for it. So like, even if they, even if they underbid me, underbid. You're Give gonna, me a just going to leave it there at the counter and walk away. Like it's like pet bottles or cans that you don't want to recycle. fire the wave motion You're just going to leave it in front of the company like everything else, right? Open the and drink myself to sleep. Put it in a trash can like human body parts in Inokashira Koen. It actually happened, right? It did. Inokashira Koen was the site of a very famous murder. Uh, and it's unsolved as a matter of fact. Very neatly wrapped body parts found in the garbage cans there. It's in the early eighties, I think. Okay, now I wonder what happens if I try to sell some of these DVDs I've been burning to on Broadway, to, to Mandarake. <laughs> well, if you remember, last time you tried to sell actual legal DVDs, they asked you for, like, as much identification as they usually request when you get on an airplane. Like, like you, might, you, you might potentially be able to take out on Broadway with the power of the discs you were selling. No, but actually that was the store next to Mandarake. Yes. And actually Mandarake is extremely foreigner-friendly. You can actually fill out the I'm selling shit to you form in yes. English, right? Yes. Yes, they just don't give a fuck. Because as the propaganda loves to say on the website, you know, not going to Broadway loves foreigners. Everyone here is so friendly. It does. In spite of the fact that we've been thrown out of nearly two stores for doing absolutely nothing except being, you know, from another country. That's not true, Patrick. They heard the click of a shutter. And you know what? That can steal a toy's soul, that picture taking. This is really, I think, how the Yamato saga should end, I think, with them just selling the Yamato finally just for, for beer money essentially. Yeah, fuck it. Earth's screwed anyway. I think that's kind of what was going to happen at the beginning of, um, you know, Yamato 2, right? Is they're putting the Yamato out of commission because they have the Andromeda. Here oh we are again. Here we are again in line waiting for appraisal of our stuff. I'm Toy 11. You're Toy 8. Eight. Yes, I am. But you know what? I agree. But I'm not seeing the food folks and fun that we noticed last time when they saw a you. I it was also a weekday around the same time. It was a weekend. It was a weekend? Was it a weekend? That was a Saturday. That oh, okay, explains it. Okay. Here's our man. We're getting a fine inspection here. Yes, I see. It's like the, the TSA standard. The, the Getter Dragon is getting its. I don't think I'm going to get much. But what well, was okay. the pair of these was going for ten thousand in Fukuoka about six months ago? Let's yeah, see. Yeah, the has, box has and the Raiden is in pretty. Did you, did, did you never open that? I did open the Raidin. I see. The conditions not so great. I think on the box. I don't know how much that is going to come back to haunt me. My Shouldn't there be a plastic future? bag wrapped around that i What's <laughs> <in laughs> serious? <laughs> don't give him any ideas, man. Cough, cough. We're getting some hateful stares from the locals. Yes. What are you doing to my car? We're sort of reverse importing now, aren't we? I don't know what this is called. What would you call this? Here we go. He's looking at the god mode right now. The locals are gazing at your Yamada with both jealous eyes. Somebody's going to gank me for it. This is a super tense moment in the USA Otakus Maybe only the first time that we came here to sell stuff have I ever been more tense than this today I'm so tense that I need a drink of water oh man he's like inspecting every single part to make sure that they're all there and there's like 500 parts of this thing so this, we might be here a while god I haven't felt this tense since my syphilis check a couple months ago oh. he's calling the cops I think he's calling the cops somebody called Debuto yeah if we don't yeah if we don't get the full amount I think we should, we should complain to the embassy we should expose this in the hiragana times. Is he going to inspect all the parts in your kit as well, Matt? I hope not, because there's literally 3,000 of them. Are there? One, I mean, remember, three hundred? Remember, this is a box the size of a child, and it is packed full of parts from top to bottom. Wait, have you never seen inside of this? The controller, no, I think now the controller the time, is man. an actual wave motion gun trigger actuator. The A Hadoho... I guess Iskandar, Mahandarake is the new Iskandar. Sure is. Which means it'll fly out of its orbit and be destroyed in just one year. When is the, when is the Comet Empire going to wipe this place off the face of the planet? Are you putting the Yamato out of commission? Right? It's still a good ship man. there's a uh, Now on the TV they're offering... Can you explain this video? I don't think we did a good enough job of there's explaining a video it There's time. a video playing on the TV monitors in here that is basically a non-stop loop showing what mach- jumbo machiner's they want and what they will pay for them. And the best like, thing about this thing is it's a VHS tape that has a tracking problem so it, it has this judder that I haven't seen in about 15 years. And the background is like the, the, the machiner's up here silhouetted against this, this psychedelic background like out of a Sid and Marty Croft thing. It's like the spinning like... Rising sun. It, it looks like local access cable television or something. The crazy thing is the, the, the ludicrous prices they're offering for some of the rarest toys. Like For instance, this is the DX Daiku Okay. The big-ass dragon the from Guy Spaced King. Dragon. That is probably worth at least $10,000 if you have it in the box. It is a really difficult-to-find piece. They're offering five. Uh, ditto for the Spacer, the um, Grandizer's UFO Jumbo Machiner. They're offering five grand for that. I would pay you five grand. Anybody listening? I will pay you five grand for that. I will pay you five grand for your daikumaru too. Says the man selling the Yamato for hawk. I'll pay. Okay, wait. Mach Baron. Mach Baron. Four thousand. Let me tell you what I'll pay you for your mach. Is Baron. that the jumbo or that's jumbo the chogokin? That's the jumbo machineer. Four grand. Patrick, don't 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 interrupt when I'm talking about jumbos. Yeah, it's the jumbo. But you See, this is the thing. They're offering four thousand for one like pristine jumbo box. jacks. Can I get a like double jumbo? If Jack? there's the slightest crusty cum stain on the tiniest corner of the box did i just say that or think it you will get a ton knocked off that so robocon four thousand dollars patrick robocon i want this tape again like i said before this is the party tape of the year it's children screaming to be let out of here by their parents all right moment of truth he's taking my stuff away i'll translate for you he says you go home now you go back wrong place which is an actual line from King Kong vs. Godzilla. They meet the, the natives of Faroe Island, who are Japanese people and wearing shoe polish, who speak pidgin English. Yeah, we need this video, man. Yeah, I just want to jump over the counter and adjust the tracking, because it's driving me insane. Well, he's playing on a TV that looks like it was once hooked up to a Commodore 64. I mean, like, the TV itself is an antique. It's probably worth $4,000. It's like cathode ray tube, man. This is like you're on the cathode ray mission here. Analyzer is now looking up uh, prices in a book. He's trying to figure out what is get a Dragon. What is it worth when the box has like uh, a slight crease on the fold what on the is left side? Right, Dean. And what does it mean to the people of Japan? What does the god bird mode signify? It's no Yikes! Here we go. Let's okay. see what we get. Moment the truth. He's coming strong. Hi. He's like. Hi. Hi, Go send 50 bucks 60 now with Okay My stuff is so worthless. They just gave me the money and left this shit here on the counter next to me I mean I could just put this back in my bag and come back tomorrow they and just do this again right, here we go. Well, Matt, how do you feel about that? It's a little lower than I was hoping for but about a hundred and thirty dollars uh, U.S. guys bucks yeah. for a $400 the world's toy. biggest Yamato kit yeah. that retails at four hundred dollars. Yes. Should we just come back on the weekends? Is that your your Hanzai Gaijin card? Yes. I guess he just wasn't that into us this time. Huh? <laughs> I'm, I'm about I to, to cry, cry. Actually, I yeah. thought you were gonna get like uh, some extra kickback because your Japanese is better than mine. I was kind of expecting. Uh, but you should tell him this, Matt, not 200. me. Two hundred. Dude, get my where, where my money at? Where'd he go? They don't let the door hit you. Yeah. Don't be afraid to come close to the mic and uh, kind of go over what happened with the final Yamato part two of the electric boogaloo. Well, you were, you were there for that. That was, uh, we. He, he came back with the money and had all the parts and he offered me 12,000 yen. Which... Astonishingly it, low, what happened? Well, what do you think? I, you know, I think... Is it your fault? You know, you know what the Who's problem, to blame the, here? the problem with that piece in general is it's huge, right? It's giant-sized, so, like, there's... Nobody's got the room for it in, in, this, in this crazy city we call Tokyo. It's, like, it's a custom-made for the suburban market. I don't know if you remember when we very first started talking to the bandai hobby division way back when. They told us, like, their main target was, like, some people in the suburbs. Losers. Do they, they use that word? Yeah. I think they used sub, Suburbs. Was there Suburban housewives? Yes. Desperate? Desperately so? People on their 19th nervous breakdown? Anyway, I, you know, now that I've got that thing off my back, you I... You feel a am, whole lot better? I do. Do you feel 10 pounds lighter? I feel, yes. <laughs> I feel empty. Well, I'm sure it'll go to a good home. It's probably just going to sit on the shelf for, like, another year or so, right? Those days are over, okay, and I'm so really sad about what it. What did I do wrong that I got only a measly, measly you know, 50 bucks for two very beautiful turgokin toys that part of me regrets selling well, your chump change. <coughs> your first mistake was ignoring the Japanese-only sign they had posted on the... <laughs> no, I think you know what your problem was. Those are very common pieces. You looked were, at me right in the eye when you said common. They're very common toys. Just like you're a common horror. You're a uh, common writer now, man. <laughs> Is it a common writer? Is that what it's about? Just like a normal one? Uh, well, was the... Condition of the box a problem. What do you think kind of factored into this? You know, well, your boxes weren't as we say in the as industry, good as yours. Dead stock. They weren't dead stock. Um, the pieces had obviously been removed from their trays. Um, there were some. There was some creasing at the corners, and uh, I think your biggest crime was that Raideen was not wearing his body condom that he comes in. Oh yeah. There was like a condom-like piece of plastic that slides over the entire yeah. torso. I do my lovin' on the run, as they say, you know, sometimes I got, you know, go. you have to go with the sandwich bag sometimes, you gotta go with whatever's at hand, you know, the balloon. Tin foil. <laughs> I actually think I know someone in junior high school who did bust out with the sandwich bag at one point. That's pretty brutal, man. That is some, that is some... That's for the suburban market, by the way. <laughs> some low-ass shit. <laughs> so you're looking forward to getting your tendon? My tendon? god i'm starving i forget to eat i totally forget to eat it's four o'clock don't, don't you eat I breakfast what, in the morning um, i eat breakfast every morning that's why i'm healthier than you i feel maxed out i don't know what's going on it's i lie around doing nothing all day in the house except working on stuff right then the minute you leave the house it's like a war to get to point a from point b and it's exhausting right i think you know what it's like being in tokyo but sometimes Patrick, right breakfast is the most important meal thank of the you day. slim good body <laughs> But it also takes time to prepare. And also, I want to be very low impact in the household that I live in. You know, as being the, the visiting foreigner, I don't want to be Maybe need cooking to, up, you know, pancakes all day. You need to to Frying up sausages. You need some calorie-mate blocks. That's what you yeah, need. Yeah, I need, like, a stock of, like, astronaut food or something. Keep it handy. Astronaut ice cream. But man. the portions here are small. I mean, I can eat, like, a whole bag of Doritos, like, in two minutes, right? Versus in America, where that will at least last you, like, a solid... You know, that'll be a snack session, right? I know the feeling, man. I can go through an entire bottle of nick Black whiskey in, like, five minutes. <laughs> I've seen you do it. That was a bad night. Man. We have to do that again. Yeah, we do. We haven't, I haven't had a drink in the park in, like, over it's, a year. And now is, like, the last the last Samurai. This is the last time. Maybe after we interview. Uh, Ichiro Mizuki on Friday. Yeah, my God. Uh, how do we introduce Ichiro Mizuki? Anime theme song singer extraordinaire... Uh, works for Watanabe Pro, who are sort of uh, real good fellas, as we like to say, in the record industry. Sings Mazingerzy. Super Robot themes, I guess, is what he's known best for, but he's done a lot of shit. Um, someone handed me the Ichiro Mizuki, like, greatest hits. And it was, Discography. Like, it was four CDs, nonstop, from, like, late 60s to, I think, the 90s. I mean, he never quit. He's still doing stuff, right? For yeah. Mostly. Jam Project, I guess, is where he's most visible now, but I don't really, you know... Like, the more otaku you get, the less they remember about it. Like, it's better to keep those guys talking, because then you'll hear shit you've never imagined you would hear. No, I mean, we'll open up with general shit, like, you know, how much will you pay us for this Yamato novel kit? Um, (laughs) Who are you again? You know, we should have him sign your hand and then try to sell the hand to Mandarake. I want to sing... The theme from Jig with him. I want to sing uh, the Game Center Arashi theme, the Jig theme. Why the Jig theme? Because you heard it when you were buying sausage the other day. The at Jig the, at the theme is, is got, has a lot of power. You know, it starts off dun da da, da 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 da. You know, it's got that like I'm doing it slow here. Is it's it like, Let's Go? It's all about. Is there a Let's Go? No, it goes mm-hmm. ooh Dasu da, da da That one. Ah she got Dasu. The people in here are thinking we're crazy. <laughs> It's, uh, it's all about you don't arms... You have to be crazy to work here. ...and else. legs flying and connecting by the power of... Uh, Mag- ...magnets. Magnetics, yeah. I guess in the 70s that was, you know... ...being a psychic esper or using magnets... ...that was, you know, clearly... Do you think perhaps, ...the age of Aquarius... Do you think perhaps a toy company might have been involved... ...in some way, shape, or form? The Microman. The Takara? Jeep so became Baron Khazar. Yes. Right? And there was the Force the, Commander? There was the White Baron Khazar, who I can't remember... Force Commander... Excuse me. Not to be confused with "May the Force be with you, Commander." Yeah, those are actually cool toys. You know, the funny thing is the black and white bodies. This is a little bit of an in-depth uh, toyner thing. The According black the details, and the white bodies were actually sold as a Jig limited edition. Is that toys? sort of like uh, Ray Meland and Rosie Greer and the thing with two heads? I believe the was, body of the head of a white bigot placed on the body of a black convict. <laughs> it was it was Mego, wasn't it? <laughs> Marty Abrams. Okay. The Marty, Incredible Marty Abrams. Yes. Marty Abrams. Um, so what are you gonna do with all that money that you made today, Matt? I think I'm what going to, investing it in the stock market. I think I'm going to. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. I think I'm going to. I'm going to go to Disneyland. No, I'm not going you mean to. Disney Kabuki on. show. I'm going to. You come. mean the Hips Club I'm near prob- the, near the train station? I'm probably going to end up blowing it all. Uh, normally, I would I would blow it all on. Um, on Cocaine. The Hips Club. More toys, but this time since that. Yamato sat parked in my in-laws house for like a year in their kitchen I think I should like buy them some booze or something buy them another one as we like to say <laughs> it'd be really awesome if I found a Yamato for sale for 12,000 yen that I can get him some old crow on the way out yeah, that'd be that you know that's, that's the gift that keeps on giving you get them drink old crow dude they'll like break all the stuff in the house I've never actually had that, but I've seen it, like, on the menu at, like, Japanese bars, like, being, like, sold, like, it's, like, Maker's Mark, and then, like, like Old Crow, like, you know, like, it's, to them, it's just, like, an imported, I think it's how Americans drink gekeikan sake, that, like, super sickly sweet stuff, and they think they're getting something exotic and imported, when, like, little do they know, they're, like, drinking the scrapings off the barrel. They really are drinking the urine of an Old Crow. <laughs> I'm drinking Fibermate, is that what it's called? I spiked your miso soup with grain alcohol, I didn't tell we'll you. see if I notice. <laughs> We've secretly spiked Patrick's miso soup with Old Crow. Oh, man. Do you want my go? No. Is that a question? I am. Um, you, you don't dig swine? I usually don't eat men's goes. I do like onigo, actually. Um, it's all yours if you want it. For those listening, go is actually freshwater eel, in this case, breaded with a sweet sauce over rice. Thank you. Now back to your regular programming. Okay, let's take the story from the top so, again, shall we? Okay. So, anyway, so this morning I get this email from a friend who's like, "I need to translate something." For I me. need to translate these Yahoo auctions exactly. for me. Well, and I was like, "Man, whatever." Okay, anyway, so I open it up, and it, there's a scan of this crumpled up, folded up, stained piece of paper. It looks like a pirate map. It's like been folded in on itself like a hundred times and unfolded, written on dirty. human skin. And it turns out this written piece in moon letters of, this paper. Was recovered from the inside of a Marusan vinyl of a monster figure. Yes. which monster do you know? I know I, it was some really obscure one. I'll send you a link. Richard it. Nixon. He somebody bought this vinyl. It came from Japan. He's in America, he, and he heard something rattling around inside. And when he opened it up, he found this piece of paper in there, and he takes it out, so and he far, unfolds so good. it, and on the paper. So I open up my mail and I see it in there, and on the paper is written, "Mother, Father." Please forgive me and goodbye. December 3rd. That's terrifying. December 3rd? But I mean, when? Like, there's no year written on there, right? And so... So what does this mean, Matt? (laughs) What what does it mean? It's pretty fucked up. I'm like, I think you need to take that fucker to a Shinto shrine, man. That's like side three of Pink Floyd the Wall or something. Yeah, seriously. Discover Hida Japanese Restaurant, Westchester's most unique Asian dining experience. Enjoy entertaining hibachi dining for the whole family, with generous portions and friendly service. Our highly trained sushi chefs create fresh, delicate, authentic Japanese masterpieces for intimate, elegant dining in a historic setting. Or for a fun night out, discover Hida Japanese Restaurant in Hawthorne. It's like Space two thousand nine. Remember Space nineteen ninety nine? I do. Way past that now. We're way past that now. Which if we are Space nineteen ninety nine. Which one of us is Martin Lando and which one of us is I can't even remember any of the other actors on that. Barbara Bain. I remember. I remember the cool laser guns, and I remember the Eagle landers. Those Eagle spaceships. Those were awesome. I still actually, you know, I consider it a form of child abuse. My parents did not buy me the giant human sized. Eagle Lander spaceship toy that you could put like Star Wars sized figures in. You didn't even get the Dinky. I did have the Dinky. That thing is awesome. It's like it was like heavy. It was metal. It was the most Chogokin-y thing Westerners produced, which is actually kind of interesting because I think Dinky and uh, all of those British die casts inspired the Japanese to make the Popinica and Chogokin stuff in the first place. But we digress. Yeah, look how much we've changed since we. Were I know exactly. You know, this, this conversation could easily have been happening in 2009 when I'm looking back at like my newsletter and stuff like that, uh, blog.pureinventionbook.com. Uh, when I look back at my newsletter and stuff, I'm like, damn, all I do is talk about stuff that's 20, 30, and 40 years old. <laughs> maybe I should start Maybe I should start talking about new stuff, but it looks like that tendency goes back many decades and this isn't going to be changing anytime soon, huh? Yeah. Well, the good news is, what is it? Heisei Retro, right? People getting oh, nostalgic for things that happened 20 years ago in Japanese pop culture. There's already a big movement out there. It's gaining <sighs> steam. And the minute the Stranger Things hit that 90s button, I'm telling you, Matt, all those Star Wars figures you hoarded away are going to be worth Trez Mucho mazola. I used to roll my eyes whenever, like, you know, my parents or their, you know, my aunts and uncles or whatever would say, like, oh, I remember the 60s like it was yesterday. You know what I mean? And, and now it's like to say I remember say like it was yesterday sounds like a joke. But I guess to really young people, it really does seem like a long time ago. Those were the days. <laughs> if you could send a message in time back to yourself in 2009, Matt, what would it be? Would you sell the Yamato? Would you keep the Yamato? Don't sell the Yamato. No. You know what the funny thing is? I haven't even thought about that Yamato since I sold it really. So I guess that means it was a good thing to have sold it. I, I remember it being enormous. It's like the size of an Ikea couch. And I'm, I'm amazed that a Japanese company produced it because most certainly urban houses don't have enough space for that. I actually you know in the and and to come to think of it another reason why i haven't seen it is i haven't seen any like examples of built-up kits you know there used to be more model shops and things around that would have display cases of built-up kits and things like that those don't really exist anymore because people buy all of their stuff online and the shops have kind of basically all gone out of business so i and i don't remember really seeing anybody posting like about it there must be somebody who has like a website look i built the omino i really only see those kits like in akihabara like in the radio Kaikon, there's still yeah. some plastic model shops that make a point out of like building the latest kits to right. like spec, right? That's because Akihabara is like you know, Akihabara is like this kind of petri dish for the Japanese pop culture industry as a whole, so like it's in every company's best interest to have a like a showroom there, you know, like the Tamashi Nation store. Are you talking about maid cafes, Matt? I am talking about made in Japan, M A I D. See what I did there? See what I did there? I'm actually shocked there's still so many maids out in the street in Japan. If you if you would asked me in 2009 will this boom still be continuing in the far flung year of 2023 I would have said ha but look what happened we're in 2023 and nothing's changed nothing changes anywhere anymore we all live on the internet now so like real life is this kind of like slow slide <laughs> into, into irrelevance you know but we haven't been to Knockin' a Broadway in a while so maybe it's time to go down there and check out some of the coffee or something like that yeah you know a lot of the stores are still there really the only big difference is that that Zingalo place is now no Longer a coffee shop, it's like an invader room, and I can't. You know, it's funny. Like in my mental map of Nakano Broadway from 2009, is probably not that different. Nor are the smells. The smells are not that different either. I can smell that like tempera oil like a mile away. Yes, there's like those three kind of lonely restaurants on the second floor that have been like, what are you doing here? Like, I want to go in and be like, why? Why are you? Why are you making food here amidst all of this like decaying ephemera from? from decades past that scent that smell is something it's okonomiyaki it's they don't have any okonomiyaki restaurants there but it kind of smells like that it's like there's a little there's the you know like you said the tempera oil like a maybe a hint of seafood and then like mildew from thousands of Pokemon cards stacked in corners, never moving. I don't know. And then like a scary latex smell when you walk by that one corner with the adult DVD sign. And yes. I don't want to think about it. And for some reason, they have like a nail studded baseball bat in their window too. I've never quite understood that. Well, as more foreigners increase, it's kind of assumed they'll have to use that eventually, right? Well, the, the great thing about Knock on a Broadway is that it is so inherently ungovernable that nobody is in charge there. It's like, you know that forward operating base in Apocalypse Now where, where Martin Sheen lands? He's like, who's in charge? And like nobody's in charge. Well, that's what they always say to us every time we walk in. You guys are in charge. You're the only ones in charge for the 15 minutes you're going to be shopping in here. But people are in charge. I had to get permission to film in there one day when I was with the crew and there is an office and uh, it doesn't look like the science patrol and Ultraman. It looks like a normal everyday office. They are the controllers of Planet Nakano Broadway. Can I just say this though? I don't know if they're in charge in any Actual legal sense of the word, I think they're in charge, like of the fax machine. Well, like back in the Edo era, like you'd be going down the road, and some like you know bandits would jump out, and they were in charge for that moment when they charged you money to 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 keep traveling safely. So I think the the whoever is is insisting that you get permission to film or do there, they've they've kind of asserted that, but nobody like they can't make any decisions about like putting in new air conditioning units or like refinishing the floors or anything because nobody there's no single entity that, that actually controls what that that can like put the whammy on anybody for, for, for doing anything, you know, outside of the rules. I also got the sense that it was like the Hotel California, and that they hadn't actually like gone downstairs since like 1989. They have like no idea what's actually happening in the building. <laughs> the basement's probably like that Stephen King short story where they keep finding basements underneath the factory, and finally, like at the very bottom, there's like this giant mutant rats without eyes down there. I'm I'm assuming if there's any basement of knock on Broadway, it's it must be like a level of like beyond Castle Wolfenstein or something down there. Final boss, yeah, for sure. So uh, we did survive. Listening to going back to Knock on Broadway, but we have to actually go back to Knock on Broadway. I agree. We have to make new episodes, Matt. There must be millions of new reasons out there. To cry, Matt, to cry once again with you. Those, those. Hot tears of shame god i haven't said that in a while that felt good we should bring that beat back we should do like a reunion tour not going Broadway. broadway i'm not gonna broadway before we, get, we can nuisance stream there it'll be great coming to you live from the tokyo detention center where we're being held without bail for the next 29 days it's hot tears of shame but we have to negotiate to get our laptops and microphones to make our new episode, which we will hear next week because we do this every week, ladies and gentlemen. And we, we do for you. We do it for you. Everything we do, we do it for you. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks so much and catch you all next time. See you next time.